Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. Saturday episodes are some of my faves because I really love getting to weigh in on what you need. And I just want to reiterate, this is your show. This is your show in that I want you to message me and tell me what you want to hear about, what questions you have, and we can use this time to help you in the way that you need help. With that said, a couple of the things that have come in in mass, like I've probably gotten 40 messages in the last week to two weeks that are on the themes of motivation and consistency. So I want to say, listen to the first Monday episode of the year. Let me tell you what that episode number is. Hold on here. 947, and then also 949, which airs this coming Monday. Listen to 947, listen to 949 if you are feeling like you've got questions or challenges around motivation and consistency. I promise you I have so many episodes on those topics and so many tools and so many resources and so many strategies. So you can go back in the archives or listen to 947, which aired last Saturday, or 9.49 that airs, I'm sorry, not last Saturday, last Monday, and 9.49, which airs this coming Monday. The Primal Potential Book Club is in full swing. The book club is totally free. You just have to join the Primal Potential Facebook group. You can search Primal Potential in groups on Facebook. It'll come right up. I'll also put the link in the show description so you can just swipe up on the show art on whatever app you're listening to this podcast, and you'll see that link there. Join us, join us. There's been a ton of activity. A lot of you guys are saying, can't believe how much activity and enthusiasm there is around this book club. I'm really pumped about it. So join us in the Primal Potential Facebook group. We are not only reading Chasing Cupcakes together, but we are implementing it together, which is so much more powerful. So Primal Potential Facebook group. What we are giving away this week is something I just grabbed. It is an adaptogen blend. It's a supplement. An adaptogen blend basically helps to regulate your stress response. So it takes the edge off. Something frustrated me right before I was recording and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go grab Two Mood Plus because sometimes for a lot of us, we need to support our body's ability to regulate the stress response because we spend so much time 
keyed up, on edge, and it's not good. It's not only not good for how we feel, it's not good for our physical health. It is one of my top three favorite supplements. That is what I am giving away today. I will announce the winner at the end of the show. There's three ways to win. Number one, leave a review of this podcast or a rating of this podcast on whatever app you're listening. Leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes and or Tools for the Trenches on Amazon. Or post on Facebook or Instagram an episode of the show that you're listening to, that you're loving. Tag me so that I see it and you will be eligible to win. All right. Here are the questions. We'll announce the winner at the end of the show. Your questions and keep them coming. Message me. Put them in the Facebook group. Email me. I want to hear your questions. The first one this week says, what is one of the most valuable tools you use to manage judgmental thoughts about other people and yourself? I'm going to start with the yourself part first. So for me, the tools that I use to manage judgmental thoughts about myself Number one, focusing more on what I can do about the solution than I focus on how I feel about the problem. So just this morning, I was walking through the kitchen. I was getting breakfast ready for Roman, and I felt like my belly just felt bigger and flabbier, and I just didn't like the the postpartum midsection that I have. And literally in that moment, as I had a a critical thought, a judgmental thought about myself, I reminded myself, I'm going to give more energy to what I can do about the solution than I'm going to give to how I feel about the problem. Because we all have a limited amount of energy and attention. So when I give energy and emotion and attention to how I feel about the problem, I have less energy available for what I can do about the solution. That's the first one. The second one is remove myself from the center of the story. In that moment, I'm walking through the kitchen. Me and my belly are at the center of the story. But they don't have to be. There are so many other things I can put at the center of the story. In that moment, I could put Roman at the center of the story. And how genuinely grateful I feel to be home and able to make a meal for him and sit and help him eat. I could put a million other things at the center of the story. I could put my health at the center of the story. I can put Roman's health at the center of the story. I can put the day ahead at the center of the story. Remove myself from the center of the story. And then I think the last one that I use in terms of judging myself is that question that I shared on a recent podcast episode, What matters most and am I acting like it? I could literally pick a hundred million things to judge about myself, from my intelligence to my body, to my hair, to my skin, to my home, to my car. What matters most and am I acting like it? And I do that as often as I can when I am judging anything, my family, my health, they matter most, am I acting like it? Am I acting like it? Are you acting like it? Are you acting like you know what matters most and you're behaving that way when you're judging your money, your finances, your relationship? Are you? What matters most? And am I acting like it? That's 
Those are the tools that I use. In terms of other people, judgmental thoughts about other people. The go-to for me there is, and I write about this a lot in Tools for the Trenches. So if you haven't picked up a copy of Tools for the Trenches, do that. You can get it in hardcover, paperback, Kindle, or Audible. And I do read the Audible. I don't set their standards. So whether it's last night, we had a, a dinner. That's all I'll say about the dinner so as to not give away any other incriminating details. We had a dinner and someone was responding. We were having a conversation about something, you know, like a current event. And this particular person didn't want to discuss it at all. Like they just, their opinion was all that there was. They were not open to conversation, to hearing why somebody else might disagree, why somebody else might feel differently. They had no interest in understanding or conversing, only in saying, this is the way it is. How I feel is the way it is. And I had a moment of being like, could you be less open-minded? And in that moment, I kind of shut down and I was like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and not say anything because this isn't a conversation. If your way is the way and you really don't have any interest in like, well, why do you feel differently? It just has to be like aggressive shutdown. And I had to remind myself that while I have a standard of communication that looks like genuinely wanting to understand people, that's a value of mine. My value is not everybody's value. And who am I to say that it should that they should operate my way? I don't set their standards. My standard is for me, and it makes sense for me, and I like it for me. But to then act so pious as to say, well, you should do that too because it's just nicer, it's better, it's this, it's that. It's mine, and it's not yours. There's a lot of other tools that I use for this, but I'll just tell you to go to Tools for the Trenches because there's an entire chapter on this that I think would be really helpful. All right. The next question is about the Changemakers Journal, the Changemakers Productivity and Fulfillment Journal. How do I get the most benefit from it? Do you have any tips or recommendations? The biggest one is use it every day because there's no better tool, there's no better way to, to really maximize it than your own practice. I use mine differently today than I did a year ago when I started with the Changemakers Journal. So the best way to figure out how you get the most out of it is to use it all the time. When you get it, it's going to be pretty self-explanatory, but there's also QR codes in there that you can scan and they give you more examples and explanation if you feel like you need that. But honestly, the only tip that I have for getting the most out of it is to use it every day. You don't have to write in it for 10 minutes. You don't have to write in it for 20 minutes. You can write in it for two minutes. Mine usually takes me anywhere from two to five minutes. Make that time because it shifts you from being very reactive and reactionary in your life to being more intentional. The next question is a business question. And I, I love all the questions, but business is certainly a passion of mine. Money is certainly a passion of mine. Mindset too. But this question is a business question and it says, how do I build up my Facebook profile to help accomplish what I want to do? <clears throat> the tricky thing about this question is I have no idea what it is you want to accomplish, right? I, I can assume that it's something business related, but truth be told, I mean, that's just context clues. That could be that you want to meet people for a romantic relationship. I don't know. So 
when you're asking these questions, the more specific you can be, the more effectively I can make suggestions. How do I build up my Facebook profile to help accomplish what I want to do? Let's just assume, and I hate to do that, but in this situation, I kind of have to. Let's assume that you have business purposes. Showing up consistently is going to be huge. It is always shocking to me how many people I hear from who want to build a business or a side hustle, but they don't consistently put out content. Honestly, that's like rules one through 10 for success in business. Put out consistent, valuable content. And the valuable piece is often a byproduct of consistency because you're going to get better and better and you're going to understand more and more what people want to hear from from you, what they react well to, what they really lean into from consistency. You're also going to get more eyeballs over time and therefore more feedback over time. So consistently put out valuable content. If you're not sure that it's valuable, Focus just on consistency because the valuable will come with consistency. That's like everything. All right. This next one says, I've started multiple journals only to write in them once and then not another entry. How can I create a habit of journaling? I'm going to share with you guys something new that I just started doing that I think is going to be helpful, not just for journaling, but for things like working out or avoiding sugar or any habit that you want to establish. I'm going to share that in a minute. But what I would say about creating a habit of journaling is treat it like a meeting. So often we treat our meetings like meetings. You know, you're not going to miss the meeting with your boss, but workouts or journaling, we don't really do it. Changing your perspective to say, my appointments with myself are more valuable, more important, more critical than my meetings with my boss or my banker, or my colleagues. And it doesn't, this isn't an hour session. It, it reminds me of the study that they did when people were trying to learn to floss their teeth. And there was a group that was told to floss their teeth every day, and there was another group that was told to just floss one tooth every day. And the group that was told to floss one tooth every day did better over time than the group that was told to floss all their teeth every day. So with that, applying it here, give yourself a standard that you're going to journal for 60 seconds a day, right? It doesn't have to be that you're going to start at, at the end point that you want to get to. You might eventually want to journal for 5 or 10 or 20 minutes a day, 60 seconds, even 30 seconds. I will sit, I will open my journal, I will write one thing every single day. Dial it back to a smaller standard to get started. And once you're consistent with that and it feels easy, then you can increase it. But a great way to start would be every day I'm going to open my journal and I'm going to write one thing. You know, the date and one thing. The other thing that I have started doing recently is I got a year calendar. And it's not like a flip year calendar. It's one piece of poster board. I don't know how big it is. It's maybe like four feet by three feet or something like that. And it has the entire year, a little block for every day of the year, all the months in the year. And I put it up on the wall in my office. And then I bought these little blue dot stickers. And every day that I work out, 
I put a blue dot sticker. Now, my goal is to work out six days a week for the entire year. I did the math on it, giving myself a couple of weeks to do five workouts, but I don't know whatever that is. It's 300 and something workouts in the year. So I put that on a little like legend beside this calendar that's on my wall. And every day that I work out, it gets a blue dot. And I really value seeing those blue dots there. Now, that's not the only tool that I use to get to the gym. Episode 903, have many reasons, make them strong, revisit them often is a big part of it. But that is one thing that helps me with that. All right. The last question says, how do I deal with the desire to eat and numb out when I have anxiety? Anxiety that sometimes feels very debilitating. The first and most obvious thing that I have to say is if you feel that your anxiety is truly debilitating and the sense of the word debilitating, meaning it takes you out of the game and you can't do other things, you got to get help. You got to get professional help. The second part of that is let's, let's say it's not debilitating. It's not truly like I can't get out of bed. I can't do things. I have anxiety. How do I eat to numb out? People do this for stress, overwhelm, sadness, loneliness, you name it. Don't confuse a solution and a distraction. You're not solving your anxiety by distracting yourself from it. And here's the other very, very real thing. When you eat just because you're anxious, you're creating actually more anxiety. So it's not even a solution in that it's eliminating your anxiety. It's a, it's a problem in that it's compounding anxiety because now you have another problem that you're trying to solve, and it's, it's cyclical. Don't confuse a solution and a distraction. What am I anxious about? And what can I do to alleviate that anxiety? I've shared that I have had more anxiety than ever before in my life since Dagny died. And when Roman was born, even before, even before Roman was born, I remember Chris and I having conversations about how I will probably have a lot more fear as a mom because I've been through the worst that a mother can go through in, in watching your child die. And we, we had that conversation so that we could be better equipped to, to handle it. And just, just today, funny how there's almost always something that happened today where I use some of these tools. Just today, uh, I'm recording this on a Thursday, Chris was... Chris is home on Thursdays so that I can work. And he was taking the baby to run some errands. And I felt I felt anxious about Chris taking him. He takes him, you know, often. But I felt anxious about it. And in that moment, when I could have done any number of other things, what is the solution to the anxiety here? How do I eliminate, alleviate, minimize the anxiety instead of just distracting myself from the anxiety. And that takes mindset work. It takes a conscious effort. I want to minimize, to mitigate the anxiety, not to just run from it because then I'm always going to be running. If you turn to food when you're anxious, you're not doing anything to reduce the times in which you're anxious, you're going to be running to food a lot. So that is not a long-term strategy. So in that moment, I was like, okay, why am I anxious? 
I'm anxious because I have fear that, that something could happen to Roman when he's out with Chris. Okay. But has that happened? No. So it's invented. Yes. Is there something that I can invent that makes me feel differently? Yeah, I could invent that they have an amazing time and that Chris comes back with funny, cute stories and that, you know, Roman gets comfortable being away from me. I can invent all all sorts of other things. So what does it look like to focus on those things? All right, well, what are some things that are not invented that make me feel more peaceful and secure that are actually very real? Every single time Chris has gone out with Roman, he's come home happy and healthy and fine. You know, when I go through that... Uh, can I invent, if, if the thing that's making me anxious is invented, can I invent things that make me feel something else? Even if it's not invented, like I'm anxious about a bill that I have to pay. Okay, well, what are some things that are also not invented that make me feel another way, whether that's gratitude or things that made me laugh that I can think of that are funny? You really have to, this is when I talk about emotional maturity and intellectual maturity. I've done a lot of episodes talking about those things. This is what I'm talking about. It's intellectually, emotionally immature to flee the feeling and then go do something that just makes you feel bad because now you you know feel like now I have a pattern of eating when I'm anxious and that doesn't feel good. Emotional maturity is slowing down. I said, you know, we have our mastermind going on right now and I said to the mastermind the other day, that I was challenging all of us to slow down to the speed of wisdom. And you can do that in moments of anxiety. You can do that in moments of stress, in moments of anger, in moments of overwhelm. Slow down to the speed of wisdom. Challenge yourself to be a little more emotionally mature. And I'm telling you, as a practice, it's going to change your life. All right, the winner, Mood Plus, excuse me, Mood Plus, my favorite adaptogen blend, Galena H. That's G-E-L-E-N-A-H. Email me, elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Tell me you were the winner of episode 948. Include your mailing address and I will get it out to you. And you could win next week. Leave a review of this podcast wherever you listen. Leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes or Tools for the Trenches on Amazon or post on social, be sure to tag me with an episode that you are listening to of this podcast or loving of this podcast and you could win next week. And make sure to also message me or email me with your questions or topics that you want to hear about next Saturday. Make it a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.